Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 2. In this series, I travel from LA to Chicago on the Southwest Chief, then from Chicago to New Orleans on both Amtrak's City of New Orleans train and a rail replacement bus. I then travel back from New Orleans to Los Angeles on the Sunset Limited. I also get to travel on the San Joaquins the Coast Starlight and the Pacific Surfliner, in all over 6,300 miles in 14 days. Welcome to episode 16, where we stop in Alpine and then carry on across the desert. But first we have an incident where a lady has been verbally abusing passengers. Your destination. I'm going to sue this train. By all means. I'm going to sue him. By all means. 
and I really didn't want to. By but if they have freedom of speech, I have freedom of speech, and I know the liturgy of the Catholic Church, and it says child molestation is perfectly okay. Any child over 12 years old, any male over 12 years old can do anything he wants to any female in the house. Anything. That's the liturgy of the Catholic Church. Okay. And that is the original Christian okay. Church. Okay. And don't you ever forget it. We're not Christian. That's a good thing. I wouldn't be Christian. I wouldn't touch that with a ten-foot pole. What it came from? The lounge car right now. Screaming. Yeah. Back to the coach. You're gonna throw me off anyway. What difference does it make? No. Okay. Well, the cops are gonna come get you. So I'm gonna get off when we get there, and I'm gonna leave the train, and the cops are gonna do nothing. I know exactly how it worked. And luckily, I didn't bring a lot with me because I'm calling the ACLU this time, and I am suing them. Probably in her sixties. Seventy. I'm 70 years old. That's so. He speaks several languages. Ma'am. He's probably a CIA agent as well. Ma'am, I need Military you, I intelligence. Need you to stop okay. I'm You're throwing me off anyway. What difference is it? You, wherever you are. The desert and the hills continue. It's been a blazing row on the train. A couple of passengers have had a major dispute, and then... The conductor had to get involved and somebody's being told to get off at the next station. There are some different people on this train. We're currently drifting slowly uphill past a very large freight train that I think is stopped. Our pace must be less than walking at the moment. It really is an uphill drift. I just hope that doesn't mean we're stopping here for an unspecified length of time because we're in the middle of nowhere again. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kenny from the Tiny Car. I have made my way to the sleepers, taking reservations for lunch. About to make my way to the coaches, taking reservations for lunch. And on our lunch menu this afternoon, we're going to have our entree salad for 12.50. We have a black bean and corn veggie burger for 12.50. Natural Angus burger for 12.50. One more thing about the entree salad, folks. You can add an additional chicken breast for three fifty. We have our baked chilaquiles for thirteen fifty. Mussels for fourteen fifty. And on our kids' menu, ladies and gentlemen, we have a Hebrew national all beef hot dog for seven fifty. Macaroni and cheese for seven fifty. So if any of those options interest you and you'd like to join us here in the dining car, please stop me as I make my way through taking reservations for lunch. Thank you. I'm with Asia, that's Asia with an extra S, mm -hmm. who's traveling on the train all the way to Los Angeles, then up to San Francisco, and then on to Japan by air. Well, I'm assuming it's by air, because I don't think there are any trains. How are you enjoying the journey? I love it. <laughs> it's very relaxing after my month and a half in New Orleans. Is New Orleans your home? No, it's one of my homes, I'd say. I stayed there a month and a half, so I feel there like at home, but it's I don't have any like place. I just keep moving all the time. What do you like about traveling by train? Well, I think it's different from the country to the other. 
like in France where I'm from it's takes you know most of the trains are pretty fast and uh, it's not the same distance I love it here in the US because it's slow and the landscapes are very different and you go through like shit holes where you just have wild animals and uh, also like you take your time it's like one two three sometimes four days if you have the chance to get stuck because of some kind of floatings or whatever <laughs> I just like it. it takes longer and you just have time to write and just do nothing <laughs> you say you come from France I think you said mm-hmm. whereabouts from Paris a beautiful city I guess so <laughs> or maybe a beautiful city to tourists and not so beautiful if actually it's home I just think it's hard to see the beauty in your home but I actually like it, I love it, but it's like someone I know too much. It's hard to appreciate it the same way. I love it, I know it's beautiful, but it's more like theoretically beautiful for me than it's more like, it's so much more, it's too much for me because I'm full of it, so I don't know what it is anymore. (laughs) Are you traveling the world? Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I like to take my time, so I try to not like a travel I try not to be a tourist I don't want to be a tourist well thank you very much it's been lovely to talk to you (laughs) at the slow drifting speed we're currently doing it would seem that they are determined to keep this train well behind schedule but the scenery outside is stunning the sun is blazing some trees are coming into leaf I wonder where they get the water from because it doesn't seem to be any source of water in this very dry arid zone It is magnificent in its desolation. And over there I can see a few houses, so maybe they've got a well or something. I hope they've got a well. And here we are, just passing a small local scrapyard, but another scrapyard in my tour of American scrapyards. Now we have sheds that are rather warm in the sun. It's very strange... There's a quite a large area here beside the rail lines. Some cattle and an awful lot of derelict scrap. Is this one of the great American scrapyards? So as the train's pulling into Alpine, we've passed an American football stadium. Must be a town with pretensions. Some pretty basic housing. What looks like a small church with a red tin roof and the occasional tree looking for water. I think we're round about 5,000 feet above sea level. And, of course, if you misbehave, there's a good patch of cactus here. Alpine, the gateway to Big Bend State Ranch Park, Fort Davis National Historical Site, and the home to Sulros State University. I wonder if it was their football pitch that we passed. The town celebrates the Working Ranch Rodeo and the Chuck Wagon Cook-Off each August, and the Big Bend Balloon Bash every September. A 
sure they came up with those names to make it hard to repeat them when you've had a few to drink. Alpine came into existence in 1882 due to the arrival of the railway, the abundant supply of high-quality water essential to the operation of steam locomotives. The current station, opened in 1946, was used by 4,999 passengers in 2017. We've left Alpine, we're passing our first freight train. In the distance I can see the town, but we're back out into desolation, the occasional house, the occasional farm. According to the conductor, we're nearly three hours behind at this stage. They hope to catch some of it up before we get to Los Angeles, but they don't think they can catch all of it up. I'd like to welcome everybody aboard the Sunset Limited and the Texas Eagle. Our final destination for this train will be Los Angeles, California, and that will be tomorrow morning. We have just departed Alpine, Texas. Our next station stop in approximately four hours will be El Paso, Texas. El Paso, Texas is a service stop. It will be also another opportunity for a smoke break. And speaking of smoking, Couple of reminders, this is a non-smoking train. There's no smoking at any time on this train. This also includes e-cigarettes, electronic cigarettes, vapor cigarettes, anything that blows smoke, strictly prohibited. Please don't smoke. Like I said, next opportunity to have a smoke break will be El Paso, Texas in approximately four hours. If you're continuing further west from El Paso, the final smoke break will be Tucson, Arizona later this evening. I'd like you to take a few moments to review the safety instruction card in your second car compartment or your coach seat. This provides valuable information in the event of an emergency or evacuation if we need to do so. Restrooms are located on the lower level of all the coach cars. Please take care while walking down the stairs. Please use the handrails. Sunset Limited Antix Legal features food, two food service cars. The car with all the windows, that's our observation car. If you go to the middle of that car, there is a stairway leading downstairs, and that will that's where you'll find the cafe car. Cafe car features a wide variety of sandwiches and snacks. We also have a full dining car. Please listen for announcements regarding dining car meal service. Sleeping car passengers, your meals are included with the sleeping car purchase. Please Listen for announcements regarding your meal time service. Sleeping car passengers, it does not include alcoholic beverages as part of your ticket. Once again, next station stop will be El Paso, Texas in approximately four hours. Shoes must be worn all times while walking through the train. If you need any assistance, please uh, look for any uniformed Amtrak personnel. We'd be glad to help you out in any way possible. Thank you for traveling the Amtrak, and welcome aboard. So if El Paso is in about four hours' time, that suggests that we're running three and a half hours behind schedule. We are roughly halfway through our journey, in miles, but not time. Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, that'll be a service stop for about 35 to 
45 minutes for fuel and water. Then we go on to Maricopa, Arizona. After Maricopa, we go through Yuma, Arizona. Then we head into Palm Springs. Then we head, head into Ontario. Then Pomona and our final destination will be Los Angeles, California sometime bright and early tomorrow morning. Please take note that we will not make any announcements after 9 o'clock. So it's very important if you're traveling anywhere beyond Maricopa, Arizona, Palm Springs, Yuma, Ontario, Pomona, that you stay in your seats later in the evening so the conductors can find you early in the morning. We will not be making announcements. So please don't fall asleep in the lounge car because you'll be winding up in L.A. tomorrow morning. Somewhere between Alpine and El Paso, the time zone changes, so the train has now changed to mountain time. That means we've just gone back one hour. By the time we get to Los Angeles tomorrow morning, we will have gone back a further hour to Pacific time. At the moment, we're running alongside the road, or is it the road is running alongside the railway? It's almost as if, in this desolation, that if the two weren't together, they might get lonely. As we travel on, we pass fencing all the way, wire fencing. It's all the way along the track, and sometimes it heads off at right angles. We've just passed a gate. Putting in all this fencing and maintaining it must take an awful lot of work. People told me that Texas was a large state, but to give you some sense of the idea of travelling through it, and I fully accept that we haven't been travelling at high speed, from Beaumont, where we entered the state, to El Paso, which is our last stop in the state, we will have taken roughly 23 hours. That is a significant length of time. In that time, we will have travelled 950 miles. 23 hours, 950 miles. That's what's so wonderful about travelling by the train. It is not high-speed travel. It is travel in comfort. It is travel where you meet people. It is travel where you see the amazing scenery of this country. As we're bounding along in this hot weather, sun blazing down, I have seen a few head of cattle, I think, but not very many. I've seen a bald eagle, or maybe two bald eagles. And now we've got some mountains in the distance the colours are different really is stunning sadly though as we go along in a place where you can't imagine people really getting to very often you do see the odd pile of litter yet again some plastic bags hanging on the wire our polluted environment really is sad and oh there, over there is a car tyre I suppose somebody came for some hours along the track just to get rid of a car tyre. Seems an awful lot of effort when it could have been taken to a proper waste facility. We've slowed down again. Is it a warning signal? Is it the state of the track? It feels reasonably comfortable and flat. Is it the height that we're at? because I'm told that the General Electric locomotives that we have on the front do suffer in high altitudes through lack of breath. I'm not sure. But it does give me an opportunity to get some photographs that are less blurred. 
The GEC Genesis locomotives pulling this train were built between 1992 and 2001. They have a power output of 3,200 horsepower, which equates to 2,400 kilowatts. Depending on the particular locomotive and the batch it came from, the maximum speed is between 103 and 110 miles an hour. Their length is 69 feet, or 23 yards, or even 21.03 meters. The width is 10 foot, which is 3.05 meters, and the height is 14 feet 4 inches, or 4.37 meters. A total of 321 units were built for Amtrak, Metro North and Via Rail. This podcast has been produced by the Mr T Podcast Studio. I thank the passengers and crew of Amtrak's train number one, the Sunset Limited, for making this podcast possible. Thank you for listening. Please join me again in two weeks. Thank you.